Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. The Volume. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, Go Low Podcast. Because we usually don't do this on Monday, but it's Masters Week. So I want to do a little, uh, I picked five things that I'm excited for. Talk about it today. Here's the game plan this week. We'll do a little preview uh, Masters talk today. We will do a three and out football podcast tomorrow. I'll have Sobel on and we'll talk some gambling, some bets, some picks, some reaction to Monday and Tuesday from the press conferences. Go low again on Wednesday. And then the game plan will be football three and out Friday. So draft meetings are starting Augustus starting a lot going on this is, this is a good time I, I love early April uh, and we will dive into it all so if you want to get ask any masters questions at Pod is the Instagram and that's how you get on the podcast no we didn't do a mailbag today but I will put one on for Wednesday show at Pod is the Instagram DMs wide open obviously for three and out it's just my Instagram you can ask me any football question you want. I know a lot of people are like, middle cuff, Anthony Richardson can got, not go number one. Listen, I'm just telling you what I'm hearing. He's got a chance. Uh, not saying I agree, but not saying I disagree. I, I get it. Uh, but we will dive into much more football stuff as the week goes on. Uh, very, very excited. This is one of uh, my favorite weeks of the year. Easily. I mean, I, I can't wait. Tigers playing. Let's roll. Before we dive into the Masters... Can I tell you about my friends? And now, because of you guys, the official ticket app of the Go Low and 3 and Out podcast, it's game time. Here's what I need you to do. I'm doing you a favor. In these inflationary times, you want to save every single dollar that you can. So go to the game time app, use the promo code JOHN, J-O-H-N, and get $20 off your first pair of tickets. You want to go to a game, baseball, up and running, Major League Baseball. And now the games are two and a half hours. Easy to go to. Can't recommend it enough. Been to multiple spring training games. Awesome. On my friends at game time. NBA playoffs. NHL playoffs. Starting right around the corner. Go to those games. $20 off. Promo code John. Concerts. You want to go to a concert this this summer? You want to go to a comedy show? I got you. Go to your app store. Download the the, uh, game time app. And use the promo code John. $20 off. Can't listen. They love you. You guys have been crushing it with this promo code. I'm trying to help. I don't even need to thank you. I'm just trying to save you a little money. Promo code John. Go get outside. Enjoy some vitamin D. Go to a concert. Go to a baseball game. Have a brewski. Enjoy yourself. Promo code John. $20 off. Here's the plan. We are going to start at five and work our way down to one of the things leading in to this Masters that I'm most excited about. And come Wednesday, we'll react to a bunch of the press conferences, some of the buzz, you know, on property, and and Sobel will come on. Today, just a little preview edition. I'm super excited. 
played golf Sunday morning. I, I, I'm in the mood. I, I'm in the golfing mood. This is, you know, really for me, this is football special because our listenership is so big. It's the biggest sport in America. Uh, it, it's when, from a business standpoint, it, it means the most for our operation. But in terms of golf, uh, like I don't play football anymore. <laughs> I haven't played football since high school. I play golf like twice a week. So my relationship with the sport is just so much different. I, I th- this is probably my favorite event of the year. Any sport, it's unique too. You know, a golf tournament Thursday through Sunday, so it's a week long. Uh, the importance of this tournament, I, I think, speaks for itself. When Tiger won it, what in 2019, most watched watch Masters ever, 19 million people. I think last year, in kind of a blowout with Scotty Scheffler, was like over 10 million people. To put it in perspective, you know, NBA playoff games do two, three million people, right? So, I mean, this is this is a big boy event. Uh, this is easily the biggest golf tournament in America. Uh, I, I think it's the biggest golf tournament of the year. I think some people across the pond might argue that, but I, I would say when you hear most golfers talk, there are some of those. You know, the dudes from Ireland that say that the Open or, or some of the Euros, the Open means more. But I don't know. I, I think the Masters, you have a ma- you're a Masters champion, the green jacket. It just it, it separates you. And that's why I'm going to start with number five. And I would say historically, since this guy has come on the tour since 1996, he was pretty consistently always number one. I don't care who you were talking to. He was usually the lead story. I mean, in my lifetime, there are two guys that are head and shoulders above everyone else in terms of cultural importance, uh, in terms of the way they move the needle, in terms of their own talent, uh, in terms of their longevity, in terms of their brand, and that's Michael and Tiger. And both those two guys came onto the scene well before the internet, obviously Michael well before, and they're the two most famous athletes. In my life, I would say they're the two most universally liked and respected athletes of my life. And, you know, Tiger, what makes golf more unique than like Tom Brady's an outlier? He played till 45. But most athletes in their late 30s at 40, it's over. You can play technically forever in golf, especially in your 50s and 60s. But Tiger has a body that really is more, it, it parallels like a dude in the NFL in like the late 70s, early 80s. He's got fused back, replaced knee. He had a shattered ankle that is basically put together by who knows what. He would never tell you. And I think last year he was the number one story, even though like he was never going to win it. But just that, you know, it was announced the week before that Tiger Woods was going to play in the Masters. And then the dude made the cut. And remember, he had to grind to make the cut. Now, I looked at it today. Like, well, what did he finish at? I knew it wasn't great. He shot 78-78 over the weekend. He finished 13 over par. I think he was tied for 47th. The worst finish in his life at the Masters. And part of it, I heard Trevor Immelman on a podcast say that, you know, give or take, it's like 17 and a half to 18 and a half thousand steps. So this is like this morning, I, I walked at TPC Scottsdale. And hell, by whole 15, I was pretty tired. But I like to, you know, a couple days a week walk. You know, it's, a, it's just an easy cardio, mix it up, not on a treadmill or something. I, I probably should get a push cart, but I, I got kind of a skinnier back, so I carried it. I was I was shot by like whole 15, 16. And I, I checked when the round ended. And, you know, I, I just use my phone that's kind of in my pocket, in my bag. So it's not perfect. 
but said around 15,000 steps. Now, the difference is I've never been to Augusta. I actually, ironically, played with a guy today who'd been there multiple times. And we've all heard people talk about this. I would imagine some people listening to this either have been or know people that have been. Everyone always says that television, and this is just in general in golf, does not do Augusta justice about the undulation. It's a very hilly course. It's not an easy walk. So Tiger Woods, who really can't play very much, mainly because of his ankle, it is a struggle for him to walk. Now, it's hard because rumors with Tiger are hard to you know, validate. Things get out there in the ether and they just kind of become true and Tiger's kind of cloak and dagger. But there have been rumors on the interweb and through people in the golf media that it was a struggle after Tiger, who kind of, I would say, a little bit of a surprise when he played Riv. And, you know, two of those four rounds looked pretty good, was out driving Rory, was out driving JT, but it was hard for him. And rumors were that it was very, very hard for his body to bounce back after that. And listen, I think the days I would love to see him in contention, I don't know if it's realistic. Him just being at the event is a really big deal. I mean, a very, very big deal. He's a headliner. He's the biggest name in the history of golf. I I mean, the history of golf. Jack is more accomplished. To me, the only name, like to me, Arnold Palmer is a bigger name than than Jack Nicholas. Uh, But I I think Tiger Woods, again, I'm biased. He's my, I would say, peer age group. I'm younger than him, but I, I just think he comes to an event. He changes it. I, I think a successful week one is for him. Remember last year, there were times where you're like kind of cringing. You're like, is this guy going to make it? He's mentally tough. He was never going to tap out at Augusta. He he did, I think, at the PGA Championship, he went home. But, you know, I, I think this will tell us he'll talk either Monday or Tuesday about what it's been like since Riv. Um, listen, I, I think a very, very successful week would be like a top 25 and last year, that was right around 3-4 over par. It'll be interesting to see if it plays a little harder because they've you know, lengthened some of the holes. Uh, but I think the number one thing with Tiger, because as we saw at Riff, his swing speed, his ability to play, this is a unique course where all these guys, all the former players, all the older players, all the experience, 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 you got to know where to miss. It's a unique tournament because it's the smallest field of all the big tournaments, not like WGC made-up tournaments. Of all the majors, there's 89 players. But you know, 50s, 50, top 50 in ties get in, you know, make the cut. So he's never missed the cut. He'll make the cut, I would assume. And then it's just, you know, how does he play over the weekend? Because last year was a big, big struggle for him. It would be cool to see him have a couple moments. You know, can he have like a 67, 68 and somehow just put together, you know, four rounds that are, you know, I, I would say three over total would be an incredible accomplishment for Eldrick Tiger Woods. Glad he's playing. And uh, like I said, I I think anything sniffing top 25-ish would be, you know, stand up and give him a golf clap worthy. Number four. Uh, Now that Tiger has kind of transitioned into this, he hates this because he's not like, a ceremonial golfer, but he, he's closer to that at this point, given his injuries, than he is some guy that's consistently playing on tour because he's not. But there is a group that was basically created because of him. And all these guys, to a man, say they idolized him growing up. They idolized him growing up. How could you not? Because if you were a junior golfer, 
that is under 30 years old, he would have been your Michael Jordan. And there's a group of guys, right? There are Americans, and I'm talking the American guys. Dustin Johnson, Jordan Spieth, there are guys that have won this tournament that I would put in that category. So I'm not putting them. I'm talking about guys who are highly thought of, who are major champions, who have not won this event, who are going to be on our Ryder Cup, in our President's Cup, for the foreseeable future. And can they get it done? And eventually, some of these guys over the next five, six years will probably win this tournament. But like, I would, I hope a couple of these guys are in contention this week. Justin Thomas, who it was either a year ago or a year and a half ago, got bones on his back. Phil Mickelson's former caddy. Obviously, Bones has caddied at this tournament when Phil won it three times. And I was looking at JT's record. He was T8 last year. He was tied for 25th or 21st the year before, and he was fourth in 2020. So he has had recent success at this tournament. Now, he's not playing that well for his standards this season. He's a guy that I typically bet in a lot of these tournaments. I'm not touching him. Uh, I just don't trust what I see. His putter's been terrible. Uh, but anytime that you have an experience like that on your bag, you know, he, Jim just knows what to do at this course to stay in contention. And when Justin's on, he's as good as anybody. I just don't trust what we see right now, but you know, I, I think eventually in this guy's career, he wins this tournament. Colin Morikawa, who finished fifth last year, who in theory is just tailor-made for this tournament, right? Second, uh, it's it's an iron player's golf course. Now, you got to be able to putt, too. And his putting just has been hit or miss. And earlier this season, like at the players, you're like, is this guy going to win this tournament by 10 shots? And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday came, and he was nowhere to be found. Kind of a bizarre player, but another guy like JT where it feels like, you know, if he ever gets hot with the putter, he could win this tournament. Not going to bet him this week. I think he will be a trendy pick, but... You know, he's a guy, again, I like guys with course history. A lot of the betting guys, when they factor in who they're picking, guys with a lot of experience, guys who have finished top tens at this tournament. He finished fifth last year. Patrick Cantlay, another guy who is going to be a very, very trendy pick. To me, doesn't do that much. I listened to his interview with uh, No Laying Up last week. He, he brings little to the table beside good golf, right? And even his golf, pretty boring. His personality, kind of a dud. Now, listen, not all of our personalities are the same, but I just he's just not my cup of tea. Uh, I never bet on him. I don't really like watching him play. I will, I will acknowledge he's really, really good, but he just does nothing for me. Uh, his best finish is T9 in 2019. He missed the cut two years ago. Um Again, not much, but he's going to be one of the top Americans moving forward for the foreseeable future and just a guy that people bet when come to the majors. Not me, but people will. I'm going to have exposure on this guy. One million percent this week. And for a long time, it was like, why does this guy win enough? They didn't kind of start winning a little bit. And it's like, when is this guy going to win a major? And I had a little birdie tell me in the golf business that Xander at Austin... Now, he ended up losing to Rory, but early in that week, the practice rounds and then the, the group stage, it was like we were, around, we were around Xander, and he had that look in his eye. And Xander's finished top three here multiple times. I'm having exposure. I, you can find him right now, 21, 22 to 1. Uh, this guy 
if I had to bet $10,000, will Xander Shoffley win a major or will he not win a major in his life? I wouldn't hesitate to put it on, he will win a major. And honestly, of all four of the majors, it feels like if I had to rank them, which one is he most likely to win? In a weird way, I'd probably put the U.S. Open last. I put this one first. Um, I think he'll be a Masters champion. And, and honestly, he might just be one of those guys, hell of a career, makes a ton of money, may just win one major. I think this, maybe not this year, but he, he's going to win the Masters. I, I actually feel pretty confident about saying that. I think Xander Shoffley will win a Masters. The $100 that I put on him at 21 to, to 1, I hope it's this season. Tony Finau, a, another guy I have hammered gambling throughout my life. Uh, this tournament now, especially that they've lengthened some of the, the holes, uh, he has three top tens. Remember, he was in the final group with Tiger in 2019. His season this year, uh, having gambled on him a couple times, I, I wouldn't say a little JT-ish. You know, you were hoping for a little more. But to me, like JT, you could look up on Saturday and he could be right in the mix to be one of the last groups headed into Sunday. So I'd never sleep on Tony Finau in any of these big tournaments. He's easy to root for. I think a lot like Xander feels inevitable he's winning a major. Now, I would say different than Xander, you could convince me he wins any of the four majors at some point in his career, right? If you told me in 10 years, Tony finishes with two majors, a PGA and an open championship, it's believable. Like to me, it's not inevitable that he wins the Masters, uh, but it's he's going to be in the mix all the time. A little bit like a poor man's, Again, poor, poor man. This guy was much better. The, the DJ, uh, and we'll see. Maybe we'll get into DJ here in a little bit. And then this other group of guys like Max Homa never really had success here. Cam Young's played here one time, missed the cut last year. Willie Zalatoris, who has, I mean, shit, he's been in the mix here. Problem is, he's looked kind of like a shell of himself coming back from that uh, back injury. Sam Burns, another guy, missed cut here. Uh, those guys are going to be stalwart American players, especially Burns, Homa, and Young. We'll see if Zalatoris and the injuries, but it's hard to pick any one of those guys. I know Burns just looked phenomenal at Austin Country Club, but uh, th- th- to me, that that group, like this is a big course on experience, feel like a year away. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash 
J-O-H-N, to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Number three. You know, I I think two things this week. One, Augusta kind of sets the tone for the golfing world in terms of when they talk, when Fred Ridley talks, uh, just kind of the buzz coming out from uh, the people, the the members, the the green jackets uh, at the Masters. And one of the, the, you know, I would say this hotly contested topic, that the media is just banging the drum. And I feel like the media is so much more into this than the majority of players and us as the consumer. Like The rollback doesn't do that much for me. I don't really care. If you rolled it back, I'm not going to like lose sleep over it and be mad, but I don't think you need to do it. And I've heard enough players is like, well, what are we doing? Golf's never been in a bigger, uh, better spot. We've never had more people playing the game. Let's just keep rocking and rolling the way it is. Because I'm a believer, like, we've kind of maxed out on distance. I know over the period of time, the last 20 years, the distance gap got pretty crazy. But you're telling me in 10 more years, guys are going to go from 320 to 350? Feels unlikely. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm naive. It, that that feels like it's not going to happen. Now, if that happens, then the rollback people were right the whole time. And we needed to kind of put the cat back in the bag. But I do think it's a little too late. And I also think we've peaked. Now, Augusta has, you know, hole 13. I'm sure if you're listening to this, you like golf. You've seen that picture. They have added, I think, 40 yards to one of, if not the coolest par fives in America. One thing that's always been cool about the 18th hole, again, never been there, but on TV, it looks like, how do you get it through that stretch? I mean, the from the left side to the right side, it looks like there's 20 yards a gap to hit your to hit your driver through. Yet basically every guy except Jordan Speed the one year hits it right through. 13 kind of has that feel right now at least based on the picture. It'll be interesting as the guys play practice rounds the next couple of days what their reaction and how they talk about that hole, but clearly it's it, it felt like the distance argument on that hole, guys are hitting 3 wood 6 iron. And the hole became a little too easy. Hopefully that this added distance uh, and just the tree line just adds a little more intrigue to that hole. And we get a little 15, 20 years ago that guys are hitting, you know, four irons or even five woods into that hole. We'll see. Time will tell. But to me, the rollback and kind of the the course changes at the Masters, I guess I should say at Augusta uh, for the Masters week is going to be fun to watch. 
Number two, the big three. They've separated themselves, right? And I think there's a clear, we've gone back and forth with the number one ranking in the world. Here's a reality. If Rory McIlroy or John Rahm had had the last year and a couple months that Scotty Scheffler had, I think one of those two guys, because I looked at the odds right before I hit record, and basically Scotty and Rory were both around six and a half to one. To me, if Rory McIlroy would have won the waste management back-to-back years, would have won, been the defending Masters champion and just won the players, and essentially, you know, Rory did finish like Scotty. I mean, they played each other in the consolation match, but been playing at Rory at Scotty's level for the last, in terms of his accomplishments, in terms of winning, I think he'd be like two or three to one, which would be like a Tiger Woods number. And in a weird way, Rory, I have a pretty big bet on Rory. Uh, I, I put several units on the guy a couple weeks ago, and his odds have gone up. And I remember telling myself last year, and I'm not a big future bet guy at golf, but I remember being 10 to 1. I'm like, well, I don't see this number going 15 to 1. It only has a chance to go up. And it did. And now, depending on where you look, it's six and a half, seven to one. And he's going to be the hot topic, even though he's not the number one player in the world. Scotty Scheffler literally just won the players a couple weeks ago and easily could have, I guess he technically lost to Rory in a consolation match, which who even cares? But I think he's flying under the radar a little bit. Now, the big story with Rory is like, can he complete the career Grand Slam? And for me, as a gambling man, I hope he can. And remember last year, he had the moment where he was just, he got hot. I mean, he got really hot on the back nine. He hit that sand shot on 18. Him and Morikawa both actually chipped it in. And it was really, really cool. It would be awesome to see him like, you know, in the second to last group or in the final group on Sunday, tied for the lead, one back, one up. A lot like the Open Championship. And just like, it's his tournament to win. Because... I think that's would be the biggest draw for us. Obviously, Tiger, but I think that's unrealistic. Of the big three guys, and in a weird way, it feels like John Rom's flying under the radar. But I think part of that is, is he peaked a little earlier this season, and he was. It felt like he was having a Tiger-like year, right? He was going to win three or four times, maybe a couple majors, and then he gets the runs or something with his stomach at the players WDs. Doesn't make it out of the group stage at the uh, the match play. And now it feels like he's a little out of sight, out of mind. Now, from a gambling perspective, it's not like he's fallen to 20 to 1. I mean, he's, he's still right behind Scotty and Rory. But it, it does feel like he gets to come into this, for his standards, a little under the radar. But for the number one player in the world, with all he's accomplished, it's crazy, you know, how... I, it's weird. Like, he has pressure on him because he's a great player and anytime you go through one of these stretches, but... It doesn't feel like Scotty gets judged. And maybe this is just Rory's been around much longer. He's more accomplished. But I, I still think the the bullseye this week is on Rory McIlroy. And part of it, as we'll get into the live guys, he has been the guy front and center for the PGA Tour. He has, he, you know, he contended in all four majors last year. It feels inevitable that he's going to win the Masters. Uh, I hope it's this this week. But, you know, I, I love that he changed the putter. He, I, I feel so much more confident with him on a green with a flat stick instead of that spider. Uh, again, not anti-tailor-made. You guys want to sponsor the podcast. We're open for business. But very, very, very I mean, very excited to watch Rory McIlroy this week. Uh, it just feels like it's time. 
That being said, Scotty Scheffler will probably win it and be back-to-back champ. I think there's only... I heard someone say there are three guys. I think it's uh, Jack, Tiger, and, and one other guy have ever been back-to-back champions at, at, at the Masters. And then last but not least, Live Golf versus the PGA Tour. This is easily, I repeat, easily the number one story this week. And there are so many elements of this. First and foremost, these guys are suing the PGA Tour. And they can say whatever they want. And some of these guys have pulled out. Like, I think DJ is not a part of it. But there are several guys that are part of this lawsuit. And it is not going away. Then there's the element of guys like Freddie Couples, who is a Masters champion and will be at the champion's dinner, who is just openly talk shit about these guys. I mean, doesn't even care. And Tiger, who I I think can fake it pretty good when he's in person, but he also can be pretty cold. And it's going to be very... I mean, Bryson just said last week he refuses to text him back. I mean, Tiger knew all these guys. He had been the President's Cup captain. And then there are guys like DJ that just kind of get to fly under the radar. Everyone just likes him. Kepka talked about it where Brooks is like, we're still buddies. I still see Rory. I still see JT at the golf course. Uh, The element, and I think we're going to get this on Monday and Tuesday... There are going to be guys who have no problem talking shit and blasting these guys. And then there are going to be these guys who are very pro PGA Tour. And I I would guess it would be like JT. It'll be Jordan. Obviously, like Morikawa. They just kind of play the company line. It's not worth it. Their focus is going to be on the tournament. But I, I, I bet Freddie Couples doubles down. And here's the thing. Like the Champions Dinner would be incredible TV. We're not going to find that much out about it. Is it going to be awkward? Of course it's going to be awkward. Part of it is there are 18 live guys in this tournament. There are only 89 guys in the field. Think how many guys at live have won this tournament. I mean, Phil's one of the great champions at the Masters. Some of the other guys, like their crowning achievement in their career, Sergio Garcia, Patrick Reed, were winning this tournament. Again, DJ, against the, everyone seems to like him. And to me, he's going to be fascinating from a playing standpoint. Iron sharpens iron. And think about this season, guys going head-to-head, right, at Waste Management. Scotty versus Rom, right? Last week, or a couple weeks ago at the match play, it was Rory, it was Scotty, it was Sam Burns, it was Cam Young. Every single week at these big tournaments, Max Homa versus whoever, have been going toe-to-toe. They have been going at it. And I don't know, man. It's very, very hard to judge the situation at Live Golf. I mean, they have no access to good courses. They just don't because all the the major courses, all the tournaments that are in the PGA rotation aren't doing business with them. And then there are a lot of country clubs that, one, don't have PGA events, but just aren't going to do business with Live Golf. And then there's probably an element of courses that might do business with Live Golf, but don't have the infrastructure to put stands, to have guys park. It just doesn't work. So I, I just... You know, as Sobel told me last week, they played in Orlando at a fucking Muni. At a Muni that costs like $55, $60. Now, on the bright side, Kepka won. And he's a guy, four-time major champion. But what do you make of that? Like, I, I don't know what to make. And no one does. And Cam Smith, DJ, once upon a time, Bryson was one of the best players on the planet. That That's separate from him getting buff and hitting bombs. Like, he was legitimately one of the best players on the planet. He was one of the up-and-coming star young Americans. 
And now he's terrible. But is he terrible because they're playing these shitty courses? Like, would he be better off on the PGA courses? Probably. Does he? My logic on Bryson, why I've gambled on him a couple times at Live, and it has not been smart, is because you're like, well, this guy has some pride. He works hard in theory, but maybe he's not. Maybe it's injuries. Maybe he's a shell of himself. I don't know. So the only way for Live to get some like validation that they're not just playing some joke schedule slash like their, their, their events mean something, they're going to need several guys to be in competition. Several guys. It can't just be like, uh, DJ finished sixth. You know, can, can they get like four guys in the top 15? Because if they do that, it's like DJ, Cam Smith. Listen, Bryson sucks at this course. Patrick Reed, who I just think finished second to Brooks. You know, some of those type guys, some of their younger, you know, non under 35, 40 guys to just be in the mix. Cam Smith, uh, I'm trying to even think most of their guys are so old. Hell, even one of their older guys, like Louie or Sergio or one of those type guys have a moment. Because if they can, I not that it changes much. I don't think more people are going to watch live golf, but it would just quiet some of the noise of, that tour, those guys are just shot. They've all accepted the money. They don't care anymore. Because that's kind of what it feels like. I mean, I mean, really. And then there is no way to kind of go, well, Kepka sat 15 under. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. If you win, like when Sam Burns won the match play, it was very, very easy to understand the meaning of that, right? It was like, God, look at all these guys he beat. Or when Cam Young took down Rory McIlroy, I was like, what a win, right? When Sam Burns beat Scotty Scheffler, we can put that into context. When Scotty Scheffler won the players and kicking everyone's ass, you're like, that is, that's impressive. Like Kepka winning at Orlando, the biggest range in America, driving range that is, I, I, no one really knows what to say. Like, is he good again? Does he have a shot? Maybe he does. Like if Kepka's tied for the lead on Saturday and DJ is fourth and Cam Smith is eighth, be a really, really big deal for Greg Norman and Liv. But if none of their guys are in the top 10, people are just going to keep talking shit. <clears throat> people are going to double down. And I'm not even talking like the Fred Couples. I'm talking everybody that follows golf. It's going to hard take that stuff seriously if none of their guys are in the mix. Last year, they had a moment. DJ, Bryson, <clears throat> I think both finished top, tied for sixth at the PGA Championship. They need more of that. If they get that... At least you can bring some respect to their tour, but buckle up. Get ready for the fireworks, baby. Augusta's here. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.